Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his message, which is titled, When Rescue Responds, The Remix. While the original When Rescue Responds message was a part of our larger Exodus series, this message will take root in Luke 18. Today will be the second part in a three-part series. So if you have your Bibles, please turn over to Luke 18 as we join in with Pastor Chuck. This is 1B. Some external blind spots are this, material things. So here we go, old man alert. Here we go, bring you back in here. Here's your old man, Madonna. Madonna was, would make a song talk about she's a material girl living in the material world. Is that not true of us today? We always have a craving and longing for material things. Some of you all have had the online shopping demon just run your life ragged in this season. You can't stay off Amazon. You can't stay off Nordstrom Rack. You can't stay off uh, uh, Puma, Adidas, Nike, uh, uh, whatever else, Old Navy, Banana Republic, whatever your store is, Burberry, Gucci, whatever store it is that you have been, oh, you, and you know them deals been coming too. You know, we've been in Corona season and prices been dropping. And listen, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not going to tell you don't take advantage of a good deal now. The devil is a lie. If you got it and a good deal come along your way, Jehovah Jireh, I thank you, Lord. I ain't had to pay full price for this. I bless you that I got the means and you brought forth the divine uh, appointment for me to connect with this blessing. And so, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. Don't you turn your eye away from a good deal now. If you got the means to do it, the Lord has been gracious to you, and you know that you can do that, you better go ahead on and move in it because th- these, these type of situations don't come along often now. So anytime you get an opportunity to snatch a good deal, I'm telling you, use wisdom. Use wisdom. Get a meal in your life. Use wisdom and get a meal in your life. But I'm telling you right now, you will know if that deal comes along, you better, you better take on it. So listen, some of you, honestly, material things have consumed you in the season. Material things have consumed you in our season. Material things. Stay away. Don't let, the, don't let that Madonna spirit take over. Don't let that Madonna spirit take over in all of its forms. Don't let that Madonna spirit take over. Uh, listen, some of us have an external blind spot by way of your educational accomplishments. Now, listen, I'm pro-education, right? But I want you to understand this. It's a gift from God. Right. It's a good thing that we don't need to make a God thing. And when we make our education, when we make it about the letters after our name, uh, our degrees, and we feel like these are the things that give us joy, that these are the things that are going to give us uh, uh, another step up on on the uh, on the prosperity ladder. If we're looking at these things to give us comfort, to give us strength, to give us peace, to give us joy, then that has become a God thing. God does not want our educational accomplishments to replace the comfort, the strength, the peace, the provision that only he can provide. And so if we're looking or if we're leaning into our educational accomplishments as the thing that give us hope, as to give us things of strength, the things that give us strength, the things that give us peace, the things that give us joy, the things that give us provision, we have made this to be an idol. It has now become an idol and God's uh, gift of you in the area of education was never to get you to view it as an idol for your life or the thing that you lean on and that you lean into. He's given to you that as an example of how he can provide for his children. 
and he wants you to steward that rightly. So please, 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 education is a great thing. It is a gift from God, but don't make it out to be a God for you. Continue to strive for greatness in that way, but don't make it out to be the great God of your life. Know that the great God has given you that gift in your life for your life, but it's not supposed to replace him as the author of life. I can't say that again. Hopefully somebody caught it. Rewind the tape a little bit later and put it in there. He did not do that to make that thing replace him as the author of life for you. And Acts, in the book of Acts, the scripture says, I believe it's Acts chapter 3, it says about uh, uh, Peter, uh, James, and John, I believe it was, it says to them that they were common, uneducated men, but they had been with Jesus. Listen, I'm telling you, listen, I'm pro-education. Get your education. Strive for your education. That's a way that God will, will make provision in your life. Yes and amen to that. But please do not make it a God thing. Please do not use that to replace God in your life. Because scripture says they were common, uneducated men, but they've been with Jesus. Jesus still wants you to be with him in that effort, in that journey. In that, in that mission for you to get your education, for you to better yourself, to better your life, to better the community around you in that way, but don't make it out to be a God. Let me move on. Let me go. Finances. Whether, whether, you're, whether you lack it or you got abundance in it, finances are external things that God never intended for us to lean in as a God. And isn't it ironic that we put on our money here in America, we put on there, in God we trust. Is that, isn't it ironic that we put that on the dollar bill? In God, that we, we put that on our currency, in God we trust. And it will be honest with ourselves, nah, not so much. Not so much. We have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? So we don't make money to be a God. Right? We got we to gotta understand that. He says, listen, he's about us having money. He wants us to have money because he provides. That's one of the way he provides. He gives us a job. We get an income. He gives people to bless us. That's why I want you. Listen, that's why I want you. To, uh, that's why I love to teach about generosity. And I'm going to move into that a little bit more about teaching about generosity. You can't outbeat God's giving. And when you sow back unto him, even when you're in famine, when you sow back, just like just like uh, 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 Isaac did, when he sowed back into famine, when he was in the land of Gerar, when he sowed back into famine, even in the year of famine, he experienced a hundredfold return. When you sow back into God's kingdom, when you give him back your tithe, when you give him an offering, you can't outbe his giving. And he said, when you give, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom. When you give and when you give out out of, out of knowing that your God is a provider. And when you give, when you give, when you give sacrificially, when you extend yourself in that way, God says, oh, they trust me. Oh, they trust me. And when you don't rob him with the tithe, as according to Malachi chapter three, God said, this is where you can put me to the test and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And I will listen. I will rebuke the devourer for your name's sake. Listen, God does some wonderful, miraculous things when what he gives to us, we say, God, I'm going to give it back to you. I try to. I'm trying even more so now in this season to get competitive with God to see if I can outgive God. 
and I know I'm going to lose every time, but I know my God has always been faithful. He has always provided. He has never left me, nor has he forsaken me. And every time I have obeyed him in my giving, every time I have obeyed him in my tithe, my family, my home, my community, my church, we have never lacked not one thing because he is a God who honors his name, he honors his promise, and he fulfills his purpose. How does he fulfill his purpose? Let me just take you right there real quick because this is getting good for me because I got a powerful testimony on this about his giving. Let's go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter, I just want to show this to you because I, I, I think what we say is, oh, the tithe is gone because we're in the New Testament. No, the tithe, okay, okay, if you want to look at it away, technically, yes. It's gone. But Jesus said, listen, it was a law. It was an instruction that was given. And so Jesus says, listen, I didn't come to abolish the law, but the law through me might be fulfilled. And so all of those things are still in place. But Jesus knew that we were a disobedient, stiff-necked, rebellious people. So God the Father had to send his son to fulfill. That's why he lived a perfect, sinless, and obedient life. He fulfilled everything was needed. He fulfilled the letter of the law to the T, but he wants us to operate through the spirit of the law because now we operate through grace, grace through faith. And so you got to you gotta grab hold of the grace of God through faith in God when you read passages like this in Malachi uh, chapter 3. Let me go there. Let me go there. Let me go there. Malachi chapter 3. Let me just show it to you. Let me point it out to you. Let me point it out to you. I just want to show you this blessing, how it blessed me. I learned this early in my walk, and it was such a blessing to me. It has continued to be a blessing to my family, and, uh, and I don't doubt it. The, uh, the old song we used to sing, so, uh, uh, when we talk about Jesus, so many, so many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That's why I love him so. Jesus is real to me. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. That's why I love him so Jesus is real to me. And so when I, when I enacted this passage of scripture, when I worked the word in this area, because the word truly works on this, he showed me how powerful his name is. He revealed his promise and he fulfilled his kingdom purpose through it. It's always to advance his kingdom and to seek and save the laws. I'm getting so happy I can't even find the page. Here we go. Jamasia, it's your fault. Here we go. Messing myself up. Malachi, listen. Listen. He says this. Where I went from? He said, verse six, he says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Lord does not change. So if we're talking about the, the tithe and all that, no, it doesn't change. He said, listen, I came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it because y'all couldn't do it. So I did that work for you. He says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, O children of Jacob are not consumed. Therefore, you listen, O children of Jacob, where where he's the God uh, of, the, uh, of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. We are descendants out of that. As believers, as those that have received this free gift of salvation, we're believers of that. He says, for I do not change. Therefore, you, you old children of Jacob, are not consumed. From the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and had not kept them. Now, listen, you're not consumed, but I need you to know you've been disobedient. Let's do, let's do self-examination. I have areas in my life where I've been disobedient. Even right now, to this day, right now we're talking I'm a sinner saved by grace. Chuck Reed is a knucklehead. I miss the mark almost all the time, almost all the time, right? But God's grace is sufficient. Uh, uh, he says he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of all my unrighteousness when I confess. He's good like that. He's God like that. Then he says what? He says, return to me and I will return to you. Listen, what did we just read? Draw nigh to me 
and I'll draw not. I love the way the Holy Spirit begins to connect the dots. He says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh, draw nigh to you. Purif cleanse your hands. Purify your, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify yourselves, you double-minded. So what he's saying, return to me, draw nigh to me. How do we return to it? We, re we, we repent. We ask God for forgiveness. We confess what that is. God reveals it. We confess it. We know that it's not good for us. It's not God for us. And so we say, God, I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your strength. And let me turn to you. Let me turn to you. Let me draw nigh to you. Let me return to you. That's what we do. That's repentance. And he says, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you will say, how will we return? Because, you know, we human beings, we got to, we got to, we always got to figure God out. We got to figure him out. So, so then he says, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. Listen to how the Lord speaks this. You are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? This is what I love. It's like this little children banner, banter. Okay, God, how, how, why? Like my, my grandson always do this. You know, I tell him not to do something. He said, but Papa, why? Papa, why? Papa, why? And then eventually I have to get to a point because I said so. And sometimes, or I don't know wherever you are, this might be for somebody, you keep asking God, why, why, why? Because I'm God and I said so, stop asking me. I don't know who that's for. I felt it before. God had to deal with me like that in my life before. So I can go there because I know there. But somebody right now, wherever you are, you've been asking God, why, why, why I got to do this? Why I got to sit? Why I got to go? Why I got to do this? Because he said, finally said, because I'm God and I said so. No, we got to get old school. We got to get back some of these old traditions, some, some of these old paths. Uh, like uh, uh, Doc Curry preached that time. You know, walking these, some of these old paths, he spoke, we obeyed. Just as simple as that. Well, why God? Why, why me, God? Why I got to do this? Why I got to do that? Why am I calling? Why am I here? Where am I going? What am I doing? Because I said so. Because I'm God. I ain't got to answer to you. What did he tell Job? Where were you when I created the stars and you when I hung the stars in the sky and I made it? Where were you, Job? I ain't got an answer to you. I'm God. And some of us need to hear that. He's God, not you. My mother says this all. She still says this to this day. When I used to ask her certain stuff, and it used to burn my soul when she do it. But she was right, though. It used to burn my soul. She said, that's why I'm mom and you son. Some things I ain't got to explain. The authority is in me. The authority is in my name, and I've already proven my, 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 my good thoughts towards you. My thoughts are good. They're not of evil. They're to give you hope and to bring you to where you're expecting in. I don't need you to question me. I just need you to obey me because I've already proven enough times that I'm good for you, that I'm God for you, and if I've done the thing that was necessary for your salvation, why would you think I won't do the needed thing to take care of you in your earthly life? I don't know about y'all. That's just how he talked to me. And maybe, 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 he get, maybe he got a sweeter version of how he talked to you. But some of y'all need to hear that tonight. Some of y'all need to hear you keep asking God why. Stop asking him. Just obey him. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying be, don't be persistent in your asking. Because I know some of us can get the qualifying. Well, why does it say this? Well, I'm saying this. There's, there are some things in our lives where it's clear. Like you've been asking why too long and you just need to obey what God has already said and what he's told you to do already. Be faithful in the few. He'll make you ruler over much later. You haven't even been faithful in the few because you put yourself on pause and you keep asking, why, Lord, why, Lord, why, Lord, why, Lord? And God said, because I'm God. Just obey. 
Just obey the simple thing, the small thing, the few things that I've asked you to do. We'll get, we can get to all that other stuff later, but can I consider you dependable and trustworthy with the little that I've given you right now? I'm still talking about the giving. Here it goes. So here's what he says. He says this. How have we robbed you? Listen what God says. In your tithes and contributions. In your tithes and your contributions. And your tithe, a tithe is a tenth. Now, in the uh, uh, agrarian, the agricultural society that existed back in this, we're not in the agricultural society to this degree anymore. We still have farmers, bless God for the farmers, that we still have in our world today. Uh, but we, we don't, we, that's not our main, we, we're, we're more uh, technology now. We're more uh, uh, industrial. Like we, we had an industrial, we're more of a technology age. And so we, we more medicine, we're more medical now. So we have different industries that supersede the agricultural industry now. This was much more of an agrarian society. So they were living more off of the land. They were doing so the Lord was saying, give me, give me a tenth. Give me your first fruit of your harvest, of your increase. Give that to me first because I, I want to take that little bit so I can bless the whole. So you can have that covering. And in like manner, we don't see it that way because we process, oh, Lord, if I give you this, I ain't going to be able to do that. I ain't going to be the, so the Lord said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand how I bless. You don't understand how I move because you have an earthly kingdom perspective. You don't have an eternal kingdom perspective. And that's why he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So my first thought, my first priority, my first love should be to my Lord and Savior. And whatever he asks, I should submit myself to his bidding. And so he says, you've done it in your tithes. Watch this. The way we say it is tithes and offerings. You've done it in your tithe and offering. So not just doing the bare minimum. The tithe is not supposed to be your, your stopping point. It's supposed to be your starting point towards being generous. Christ gave all of himself. Uh, because we gave all, we should strive to, 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 uh, to live sufficiently, as I've heard it said, but to give generously. So that's not to say don't have nice things. That's not to say that you can't live a, a joyous life and enjoy the, the blessings uh, of, that God has created in the earth with a nice home, with nice clothes, a nice car. Nobody's saying you can't enjoy those things. But do you think about those things first? Are those the first things on your mind? Is it about you first or is it about the kingdom first? Are you, are you looking to build the kingdom of Mises first or are you looking to build the kingdom of Jesus first? That's where it switches. And so you'll know that because when you think about your finances, when you think about your faith, when you think about whatever God has given you to steward here in the earth, are you thinking about you first or are you thinking about him first? Are you drawing nigh to him first or are you drawing nigh to yourself first? And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking the time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That's www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we would love to have you join us. On our website, you can find the dates that we are meeting in person as we are still operating under a modified schedule due to the pandemic. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. 
Eastern Time. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck preaches the final part of this message. Thank you.